Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We are joined by Kevin McPherson. As we mentioned, Pat will be with us on Wednesday night as he's recovering from uh, some oral surgery. Good afternoon, Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. How was your long trip this weekend? Well, you know, Randy, I'm not always the best with math, but by my reckoning, I've touched down in six different states getting out to South Carolina. We took a charter bus. I went with the Arkansas Hawks basketball program. Really strong program year in and year out, and they had great success this weekend. And I got to cover those guys as well as some of the players that Arkansas is recruiting and some other players on a uh, you know on a national level that I know will be making an impact not only at the college level someday, but even in the NBA. And so these are opportunities when I get to go cover grassroots basketball that I love. And it, it was a long weekend, but worth every minute of it and had a lot of fun uh, covering hoops, as I always do. Well, update us on what you were able to witness. Well, several things. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Razorbacks coaching staff, um, you know, how they move forward on some of these prospects. You've got 2023 Rashad Marshall, 6'9", Ford out of Blytheville. I saw this young man when he was at any camp junior high school in, in Jonesboro uh, as a ninth grader. And at that time he was 6'6", and he had so much talent. And he's been off the radar. He's not played spring and summer with any of the major circuits until now. And he's the, the two live periods going back two weeks ago for the first session and then this past week in the second session where I was there personally, he has blown up. Kansas offered him. Hmm. He's picked up a Missouri offer. Kansas coaches were out there. Among a bunch of others, Scott Drew stopped by watching the head coach at Baylor. Duke was out for two of his games, at least two of his games, that I was courtside for uh, this weekend. Arkansas assistant Anthony Ruda got to watch him play Friday night, but he led the 17-under Hawks to a 3-1 and record and was averaging 20-10 and uh, through the weekend. And so when you watch Rashad Marshall, he's solid, sturdy, 6'9", uh, athletic, physical player, gets low post position and just goes to work. So he does a great job of sealing deep, uh, and then he's quick enough to counter, you know, based on where guys are trying to – how they're trying to defend him. So he gets up to the basket with power, and, and he finishes. He's also a guy, Randy, I've seen over time, that can shoot the ball facing up mid-range, even out to the three line, quick enough and good enough handles to beat his man with a bounce and some strides. But they have, he hasn't really been used that way. If you go back to the championship game in 4A against Magnolia, most of his work was done inside. He had a great second half in that game. And, you know, of course, Darian uh, Ford and Magnolia won, but it was a tight game, and Bolivar was right there. Uh, but if you watch him in the circuit, they're also playing him down low. So there's not as much usage of him in the other areas where he can excel. And the fact that these schools are so heavy on him right now, despite not seeing that part of his game, I think says a lot about just how productive and how eye-opening his play has been. So you rarely anymore – I say all that to make this point. Rarely anymore are there really diamonds in the rough that nobody's aware of. And even there are some guys who who begin to, you know, maybe they're late bloomers, like an Anthony Black was to some degree. Zayden High, class of 2023, who Arkansas is recruiting and played on the Nike Nike, uh, circuit. There are guys like that. But Rashard Marshall has literally come from nowhere in terms of high major schools and evaluators because he hasn't had spring and summers on any of these circuits. 
uh, until now. And so it's very interesting to watch someone just basically blow up. He's unranked, and i got a feeling he's going to be, uh, you know, at least a top 75 four-star at the next rankings, whether those will be maybe they're going to be some in June and July. Uh, but I think he's a top 50 guy uh, just based on what I compare him to. And it's really fascinating. So all of that on one player, I don't know where Arkansas really is with him. I know there's interest there. I know they've inquired about him. And, and the fact they went out and watched him play says they're interested. Uh, but I don't know how close, if at all, they are to making an offer because they've been on several big men in the class of 2023, some that are five-star type players. And so I'm not sure you know, how much relationship building and how much more they're willing to go. Uh, and if they like the player enough, of course they'll do it. But I'm just not sure right now where they stand with it. But I know that Kansas offer is legit. And I know the fact that Duke kept coming back uh, tells me a lot. And some of the other schools that showed up, he was very impressive. He is arguably as natural of a rebounder and shot blocker as I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's, it's like the ball is a magnet to him, not that he has to be a, a magnet to the ball, but uh, – I mean, if that ball is coming off that rim, there's a good chance Rashad is going to end up with his hands. And he may not block every shot, but it sure looks like he affects every shot if you're trying to get inside the paint. And he's physical and he's active. And so what happens is it changes things because even when you try to set a defense on him, he just clears you out and he does it in a way that it's not dirty or it's not obvious or a foul. Uh, but, but he creates space, and then he's just too much to deal with. And so, you know, when you're playing on this circuit where there's a lot of other big bodies and guys that bring different things, I mean, he battled against a, you know, a guy that looked to be six eleven, seven foot, and just a guy that looked like he was cut cut out the out of the side of a mountain. And and, and Rashad more than held his own. He was a, a better skill from a skill standpoint and an instinct standpoint. He was better. This was a very physical guy, though. And Rashad took as much, you know, gave more than he took, probably. What a matchup that was in one of the games I watched. But, uh, you know, he, he's going up against some of the best players in the country and, and doing very well for himself. And, you know, again, when, when you know, you, I mentioned the Arkansas Hawks. He's on the 17-under. We've talked a lot about K-Honor Boateng, Randy, from the 15, from the 16-under mm-hmm. that goes to Little Rock Central. He's had an Arkansas offer now for, you know, about a year. Um, six-five wing, explosive player, but he averaged over twenty points and nine rebounds a game on the sixteen under level, and led those Hawks to a four-zero record this weekend against some really good competition. They won most of those games by double digits. This is one of the better teams I've seen uh, in, in grassroots from Arkansas. They've, there's always been good players, but the team itself, uh, they, these guys play together, and, and sometimes you, even when some of these teams do well they have some bumps and slides because they haven't played together a whole lot. You know, they played for their high schools, especially in the spring. You know, it takes them a while to jail. All of these guys play unselfish. They share the ball. It starts with Cannon or Boateng, ranked number 36 in the country uh, by 247 Sports, a, t- a high-level four-star. ESPN has him at number 45 in their most recent update of their top 60. But, uh, but uh, you know, UCLA, LSU, UConn, some of the teams that were on hand to watch him this weekend, and, and UCLA is blown away by him. I think he's going to get an offer there, and he's already got offers from Arkansas, Memphis, Baylor, Auburn, and some others, Texas A&M, uh, Mississippi State. So he's got a good offer list already, but it's only going to get better, and I think UCLA may be the next shoe to fall for him. But very impressed with him, and 
some of the other guards on that team, when you look at, and I've talked about Lane Taylor now, uh, the guard out of Farmington, he is an incredible, incredible player. And Purdue is, was, you know, been interested in him now since the first live session. A couple of their coaches were courtside to watch him play over the weekend. And I know for a fact that team is highly interested in Lane Taylor. And, of course, that's a Big Ten school. And then you've got Luke Moore out of the class of 2025. He's playing up with those 1600 Hawks. Teammates with Botang at Little Rock Central are one of the leading shooters in that uh, 3SSB, Adidas 3SSB circuit. Along with Lane Taylor, they're both top-notch three-point shooters, but Luke Moore's a guy that I think is a high-major talent on that 16-under Arkansas Hawks squad. And then there's Daniel Culberson, another guard, another Little Rock Central product, super defensive player, very smart player. All these guys, again, like I say, they're not playing for themselves or to outdo each other. They're playing together, and it's why the Hawks have made arguably the top 16-under team on the Adidas 3SSB circuit. Yeah, I've never – Heard Bill Ingram um, expound upon the virtues or how great a team is, but when he says this could be one of the best teams ever, I guess my attention, and I think what you're saying right now, if this is the number one 16-year-old team in the entire country, I mean, that speaks volumes. And, and you have mentioned probably at least three times um, the Little Rock Central Tigers. It sounds like they are well represented with these 16-year-old uh, Hawks. They are, and I think that helps with the continuity and part of the chemistry is because they've already been playing together, it's, you know, on the high school level. But they've got different roles here. Um, and, you know, Lane Taylor is a spectacular player because he just seems to make the right plays. <laughs> it's It's really hard to watch a young player and not have a, at least a small list of stuff they need to improve on. With him, you really have to be picky, and you really have to hunt for something to complain about. It's just not there, and these guys are just outstanding. And I don't know if they're the top 1,600 team in the country. They they may be on the 3SSB. You know, Nike, EYDL has its own. It's the E16 for 16 and under. Of course, Under Armour has a, a, a C-level, you know, top some top players too, but uh, you know, they could be in the conversation, certainly, for best of the country. They definitely are for Adidas, and Adidas is always a strong circuit. So, um, you know, they went forward on. They, they, nobody really stayed with them. And, you know, you had guys that are highly rated on some of these other teams, the Atlanta Celtics, uh, to name the, team, the final team they beat on Sunday. They hadn't beaten that team in three years in the program, and they just pretty much led by 20-plus the whole way in that game. So the Hawks are they're, they're rolling right now. We'll mm-hmm. see. You know what happens as they move forward, but these guys, these players, you can see why they're getting high major attention. Uh, because when you're having success, even at that level, it's because of the players. It's not all about the coaching; it's also execution, and players got to do that. And it, it raises the the awareness of some of these high major coaches. You mentioned Lane Taylor from Farmington. Is he drawing any interest from Arkansas? I don't think he is, but they're certainly when they go out to see these guys play should be interested. I think any any school should be interested just because of you, you know sometimes people look at measurables and different things and they're like this is not a high major talent. Uh, I think he is, but I'm not, but it's got to be the right fit and a program's got to believe in him. And so the more you watch him, the more you believe. And so I don't know how much Arkansas is going to get a chance to see him or has seen him, to my knowledge, to this point. 
they're, you know, they're, they're not in on him right now. But that could change. That could change. And we know they're recruiting Kayon or Botang and their teammates. So we'll see how much they get to put eyes on these guys moving forward and if anything comes of that. But I can tell you right now, anybody that doesn't think that guy can play at Division One level is mistaken. <laughs> He's a really good basketball player. Is he better as a one or a two? I think he's interchangeable. He's probably, because of his height, going to need to be able to transition to one. Uh, but I think you can put him in on the one, and then when the ball moves, you can see he he he, he doesn't hesitate. He has not much wasted movement or dribbling. He's a, And when he's on catch and shoot, I mean, he just he squares up. He's very confident. He can create off the bounce. He moves player defenders around like they're chess pieces, like he – he understands how to create space to get shots off. So I'm not as concerned about his size because of the way that he plays. He uses it to his advantage. Um, and he's just a, he's constantly playing with a high motor, uh, very smart player. Um, and as a one, he just sets guys up. I mean, I, I, he could, he could average 10 assists a game in any given night just because of the way he plays. And he can shoot the rock, uh, evidence some of the numbers that he put up this past year in high school uh, basketball. 61 points in a game. Yeah, not bad. And how many minutes are in a high school basketball quarter? Twelve. <laughs> right, yeah. you get you got eight. Yeah. Um, this, I don't know, Kevin, kind of changing gears for just a moment. I want to get your thoughts on this, though. Uh, the top 2024 recruit, Naser Cunningham, Signs with overtime elite. However, he plans to maintain college eligibility. Now, pretty much the minimum contract that they offer is $100,000. But instead of using that $100,000, he will forego his salary, and he will use it as a scholarship athlete in a league that, he can maintain his college eligibility after completing high school where he's going to make the do re me is off of the n i l and they believe it could exceed a hundred thousand dollars per year but on the other hand he gets health insurance if he was to sign with uh, overtime elite as a basic pro do you see this as the new template now for these um, five-star type of guys that they want to keep the door open for college? And, of course, you think one and done regardless, but maintain their college eligibility and then benefit off the NIL program. And this is an avenue for those uh, five-stars to be able to go to a place like uh, Overtime Elite and participate against other elite players, but, again, still maintain their college eligibility. Do you see this as a, as a new avenue? I do. I think, I think, all of, I think NIL is changing things. I think when Overtime Elite, you know, did, you know open, basically opened its doors a year ago, we, we saw Bryson Warren here from Little Rock, a five-star Go that route, um, and I and I think you know the more options in an environment where let's face it, college sports now is like pro sports. You got guys using the transfer portal like free agency. 
it's not about as much about building relationships and long-term development. It's about what can you do for me today to get me to that paycheck. And NIL is a big part of that. And, and so you start to wonder, well, how much can NIL impact guys staying in school and maybe not trying to go pro right away? And I don't, I think for each individual, it's about options. I think there are some folks that are looking at with their kids and getting ready to look at schools and they're like, you know, NIL is great, but who can help me get to the league the fastest? Who's, who's going to help us get pro ready? And then there are other ones that are like, you know what, I'm going to go here because NIL money's really good and I don't know about pro opportunities. And maybe I want to have the option, and I want to have the ability to make money through NIL if the pro stuff doesn't go as fast as I like. So I think there's all kinds of different viewpoints, and I think the more options, the better. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, um, if a kid can go to overtime elite and, and, and have access to some of what they're offering and still maintain his college eligibility, why not? Why not have that as an option uh, for, you know, and that also helps the college game. Because if a player decides he's going to figure out another route and, and not end up going to college, then that's a choice. But if they still have it on the table, that's better than not having it on the table. And there's so much money moving around right now, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see also how the University of Arkansas parlay is able to parlay the NIL stuff uh, in its favor. Because we see different states and their legislations like Tennessee and some of these other places basically – you know, putting into law things are going to be advantageous to their their you know their their bread and butter schools like the Tennessee Volunteers, um, and so it's so competitive. You know, what what is Arkansas going to be able to do? What are their boosters going to be able to do? What are the rules going to be like here? All of it's fascinating to me, Randy. But anytime you've got more options on the table, I think it's probably better. Well, again, if you're not in the so-called collective business, and that is uh, trying to get the number of boosters combined to help put together these packages. I mean, there was uh, the story. I mean, I'll read you just exactly as the headline. Nigel Pack transfers to Miami. Former Kansas uh, State star to earn $800,000 in NIL deal with Life Wallet. I mean, that is pretty sweet deal but i'm guessing if he didn't go to miami there would not have been this eight hundred thousand dollars nil deal with life wallet now that's that is a uh current college player not a high school player trying to make a decision about uh going to overtime elite but that's what it's all about how can you make a deal I mean, look at Oscar Sheboy going back to Kentucky. You think that had anything to do with two million dollars a year and a Porsche? Uh, I mean, so yeah, we're going to see a lot of different things that that are eye opening and that change, you know, change the way that we see all of this. And we'll have to put it in a different perspective. But as as we start to crawl, it's we're in the crawling stages still, the way I see it. And there's a lot of stuff that's not being reported that's under the radar. Um, you know, so the more that we learn, the more it will be like, ah, that's why. And so it makes it even more complicated. Players testing the waters or deciding to go pro if they've if, if they've got a good NIL structure, um, you know, that gives them something to think about and a reason to come back. And so that can actually help college sports in that sense if it, if it ends up working that way. Uh, before we run out of time. <clears throat> 
Talk about Landon Blocker. You talked about um, Rashad Marshall blowing up. What about Landon Blocker? Yeah, Landon Blocker is going to take an official visit to Arkansas June 6th through 8th. And Arkansas coaching staff, Eric Musselman included, uh, were on hand to watch his games at the Nike UIBL session this weekend, session two in Indianapolis. Um, and, I, and, you know, I, I pay attention to the patterns of the staff. When they go out in force, and they continue to go see a player. They, it's obviously a priority. They've got him. It's the first official visit to Arkansas this count for this class that I'm aware of for 2023. I think that says a lot, and I think that Arkansas is making him a priority. And we'll see if Arkansas gets a commitment in the near future, later on down the line, or how it all plays out. But I do think it's pretty obvious to me that Layden Blocker, uh, who, by the way, two set the, the first session was the first made the first team. All Nike UIBL for that session had a great outstanding performance. Do you need Rainwater Holt and Sexton? 